Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 124 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for tuning in this week and getting involved with the podcast. Now our guest this week has travelled the world on her bike. She has worked with leading sponsors. She is on a new bike from Rocky Mountain which she absolutely loves called the Slayer. She is a keen mechanic and has been driving cars since the age of eight. She has converted her old Land Rover, her beloved Land Rover, into a camper van which she travels with. She has got so much going on. She's involved in camps. She's involved in guiding. Her life just revolves around mountain biking. That's as plain and simple as it is. And it's a great story because she kind of fell into mountain biking slightly differently than most people and fell into working in the industry slightly different to most people but it's an amazing story and it was great to have a chat and get Julia Hoffman on the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi Julia, welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How are you this evening? Hello, I'm fine and you? I'm very good, thanks and uh, listen, thanks so much for doing this. It's, It's going to be great to have a chat with you. Thank you so much to, to talk with me. No, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're from Germany there. So whereabouts in Germany are you from? Um, so I, I, I used to live in Franconia, so in the middle of Germany. And now I am, I'm moving to, to the south, close to the Austrian border. Okay, is that a move because of mountains and mountain biking by any chance? Um, as well, because it's just, <laughs> it's just three hours to um, for, uh, to South Tyrol, for example. But uh, yeah, the main reason is because my husband is from here. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, it's amazing because, you know, the number of people that you chat to that are moving to one area or another and you know, you ask them, why are you moving there? Or And it's either because they're getting closer to the mountains and closer to the mountain biking, or some, there's always something like that. You know, there's a secondary motive for moving. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's cool. That's cool. And I want to chat to you. Um, you have a very, very cool website called sunnyrideoflife.de. Um, really cool. I really like your website. You, you didn't design that and stuff yourself, did you? I did. I did. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I studied interior design and um, I concentrate to graphic design. I really love it. Yeah, wow, wow. So, yeah, that's cool because there's lots of interaction on your website. There's videos, there's there's everything going on there. So, yeah, that that's that's really cool. Is that what you do as a full-time job, Julia? Uh, no, my full-time job is mountain biking. <laughs> really? It's more than uh, it's more my hobby now. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. But you, so you started off in that kind of marketing sector, did you? Design sector. I I started in I started with um, woodworking. So yeah, carp- carpenter is it carpenter. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Wow. And, and did uh, you do that through school or anything then? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Three years. And afterwards, I, yeah, I studied interior design. And uh, during, during the study, I was half a year in, in Switzerland. And there, there all starts with the mountain biking and wow. the mountains and all that. <laughs> right. Okay. So did you find mountain biking at that time then? Or were you mountain biking from a young young kid? Or um, I started when I was nineteen. Wow. So okay. Really late. Yeah, it's late, but it's not that late. You know, it's it's not. <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say you were old or anything. You know. <laughs> That's cool. So, what kind of what what captured you about mountain biking? Then, what gripped you on that? Um, a friend of mine. He he had a DH bike. And uh, he told me, you are so crazy, you would love it. You should try it. And then he gave me his, his downhill bike and, yeah, I, I rode. And then I, then I bought one, one, one week after. <laughs> wow. So your first experience was on a downhill bike. Yes. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I pedaled with this downhill bike in, yeah, rolling hills in Franconia. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. Well, at least he didn't say, yeah, just take it down that downhill track. That could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we unfortunately, we don't have a have a downhill track where, where I come from. But we have really good uh, enduro trails. But uh, in this time, you, you had cross country or downhill and nothing in in between. <laughs> right, right. Okay, cool. So you got on that bike, you got gripped. You bought a bike a week later. What bike did you buy? Can you remember? Um, yes, um, it was a Intense M1, um, and I bought it in at eBay US. Okay. <laughs> a friend of mine told me this is the best bike. You should buy this, and I, yeah, I didn't know what, uh-huh. what bike I should buy, and yeah, then I bought it. And is that what kind of bike's that, Julie? Is that a, that's not a downhill bike, is it? It it was it's a downhill bike. Oh, is it? Yeah, it was. It had the uh, Mr. Dirt upside down fork and hope brakes. <laughs> wow! And it came apart, and I I didn't know how to. So I I built cars and, but never I never built a mountain bike. <laughs> like it was yeah, it came apart, and I I didn't know how to build it. <laughs> yeah cool well i'm sure you had friends there to help out and with the your car stuff and all i'm sure you got to grips with it quite quickly yeah yeah cool so so sorry go ahead since then i'm i love to build build bikes and work on bikes (laughs) yeah cool and i know that's a big part of your your lifestyle there is the mechanic thing and stuff and you've done a lot in the past um we'll get into that if you don't mind i would like to ask you some stuff on that um but when you started mountain biking, so you had some friends that biked anyway. Um, yes, yes, I had um, yeah three friends in in Le- in Lichtenfels where I, I come from. Um, they they biked, and we have we have a good mountain bike scene there. Mm-hmm. And what's what's the trails like there? What would people expect? You know, if they were to go into that area and bike. Um, it's nice loam and a lot of um roots 
and um, a lot of up and down, but long trails. So we have, have really good long trails and some natural berms. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the scene there, I know when I was chatting to the guys from Dirtley that I had on the the um, podcast a few weeks ago, uh, they were saying when they initially started out, the scene wasn't that big, but they have definitely seen an increase. And in Have you seen an increase since starting? What? What? An increase in the scene, you know, the amount of people actually up the mountain biking. Yes. Yeah. It's growing and growing and growing. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And have you seen many, many girls up the mountain? Have you seen a lot of girls starting to take it up as well? Now, yes. In the past, I was the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems to be that way. You know, I don't know... I don't know what's happening, but you probably know better than me because of the the camps and stuff you do that the girls are getting involved. What do you think's happening in the industry for more girls to start mountain biking now? Um, I think in the yeah, I think it's it's um, it's easier. So with the with the new bikes and the new brakes, and it's it's getting easier to ride bikes. It's more. Can, yeah, infrastructure. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seems to be that the companies are definitely concentrating a little bit more uh, and making it easier to get into. Um, and I think that most of the girls I've had on the podcast in the past and stuff, they all seem to get into it via a friend or a boyfriend or their husband or something like that. Um, and that's how they seem to get into it. But a lot, a lot of girls now seem to be just they just l- like the look of it, and they just go and they give it, a, they give it a go because they can rent bikes now and they can do all that. Do you find a lot of girls you meet up the mountain are they first timers or have they been doing it for a while? Or so uh, in in the camps, they are a lot. They're doing it but a while, so there are also a lot. They just want to be more fit and. Now they change from the cross-country bike to an enduro bike and enjoy, they enjoy more and more to go downhill as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the cross-country thing, I don't know. It's not my game anyway. I know that. I, I like a bit of gravity on my side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was doing a little bit of research into your lifestyle and stuff like that, and mountain biking never seems to be too far away. Um I didn't realize you mountain biked full time. That's really cool. But how how big a part does mountain biking play in your life now? Um, which part? Or oh, a huge part. <laughs> huge. Yeah. So I think in the last two years, I I traveled, yeah, the whole year. So maybe three hundred days a year with my mountain bike. Wow! Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So, how do you get involved in something like that? How did you, how did you fall into that from from kind of graphic design, interior design? How did you get into the mountain bike thing? Um, I so when I when I started the mountain biking, I I took these intense parts to a bike shop, and there I built the bike, and then I get to know the this guy, and then I started to working in this shop started to work in this shop all right so you were working as a mechanic in there were you yeah um yeah mechanic and i 
uh, I, yeah, in the and I sold parts and stuff like that. So during my study, I did this. So because I yeah, the study was really expensive. Mm-hmm. And then one of the marketing guys of um, of a bike brand came and saw me and he yeah they told him that I'm a really good rider and then he asked me if I want to go for the catalog shoot with them they mm-hmm. need a girl in my size I'm fitting into medium clothes and medium bikes so then they asked me would you come and then yeah it started <laughs> wow so that was cool can you name the brand? Do you want to name the brand? Yeah, it's, it was Cube Bikes. Oh, Cube. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so they're they're a big German brand, yeah. Yeah. And, right. um, yeah, then I did um, skills training for them and at shows. And then they saw, wow, she's pretty fast. <laughs> Maybe uh, she can ride in the action team. And then I uh, rode in the first year at the action in the action team wow so how long were you mountain biking before all this happened then um oh not yeah maybe oh nine four years all right wow so it happened really quick yeah yeah wow okay that was cool. And how did that make you feel when somebody like Cube, a brand like Cube, which you obviously knew and you probably sold their parts <laughs> in the store? How did how did that feel when they came to you and offered you that kind of role? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I, I yeah, it felt felt good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did. And you, so you were studying at the same time. You were going through university or something, were you at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and you get involved with Cube, um, obviously a paid position from them. Was it a full-time thing or was it just something you were doing no. on the side then? That The first years was just just at the side. It was um, just for the shows and um, I think the first, th- it, it was three years and then I started in the, in the Cube action team, three or four years. I did just shows and stuff like that beside my study. Okay, all right. Well, that's nice, eh? It's nice to be yeah. able to do something like that. Yeah. And the Cube Action Team, what's the, all that then? What do you, what did you do in that? Um, racing. Oh, racing. Is that their race team? All right. I, I started racing with the Cube Action Team. <laughs> <laughs> that's unreal. <laughs> Was your first ride with the Cube Action Team? My first, yeah, I did some uh, downhill races in the past. So when I started mountain biking the first or second year, I I did some downhill races and won two two times the Mega Avalanche. But then, what? yeah, then I, <laughs> I started racing um, in the Cube Action Team. <laughs> right, wow. So the Mega Avalanche, you've won that. Jiggers. Uh, no, I, was didn't, that? I didn't win it. I oh, all right, it. okay. I I raced it. So. Yeah, because that's a that's a crazy hard race. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, that's nuts. So yeah, so it it kind of took over your life at that stage. Were you thinking then this was something you wanted to do full time? You wanted to get more involved in the mountain bike thing? 
no, I just, I just did it. So I didn't plan anything. I just, yeah, went with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So I take it you changed from your intense bike to a cube bike then. Um, in between, I had I had a force. <laughs> Okay. Ph mono. So, but then I changed to a to a cube. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I started a few years later um, with marine bikes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I seen oh. I seen some of your marine uh, videos and stuff. They were very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you're just back now from. Uh, basically driving around Germany visiting your sponsors. Can you tell us a wee bit about that? About the sponsors? Yeah, just about your trip in general and who you were visiting and what you were kind of doing. Um, yeah, I was at uh, Ebok. This is one of my um, uh, long, longest sponsors, mm -hmm. Ebok and Ion. So it's I starting the eighth year with Ion now. Really? Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And uh, they both are in Munich. It's not too far away. It's just uh, one and a half hour. And then I drove up to Cologne to visit Ledlenser. It's um, a light sponsor. And um, we we working on a new um, lamp for night riding. That's pretty cool. And then I drove to um, to Bike Action. It's my sponsor uh, for Rocky Mountain Bikes. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, the, I've been on the Rocky Mountains before. They're a lovely bike. Yeah? Oh, I love it. I, I ride the new Slayer at the moment. Oh, it's, it's so good. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, they're such a nice brand. And... Um, there's one of the local guys, local stores in Belfast here sells them. And yeah, they're, they're so nice. They just, they lent me one to go out for a day, you know, and use and stuff. And yeah, they're really cool. And I love the history behind them and everything else. Um, it's, it's very nice. Um, so how was that trip? How did you get on with your brands or the, are they, you know, are they, are they good to work with and, and things like oh, that? Yeah. It's really good. They are like, like friends. That's pretty cool. Hmm. And what do they expect from you, Julia? You know, do you have to sign contracts and stuff, and do you have to do certain things? Um, yeah, we're we're working really close together, so um, I'm I'm working at the products with them. So um, I get material for testing, and um, then I get give them feedback about the products, and. Um, then we do together, for example, sales meetings or press launches, stuff like that. And mm. yeah, they they I I'm doing um, adventures, bike adventures, and um, writing about it in different magazines, stuff like that. Wow! So you're doing quite a lot. You cover quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's cool and. What, what's your kind? Have you got a job title, or is that? Excuse me. Have you got a job title, or? I uh, know I don't have a job title. <laughs> That's nice, though. That's nice, huh? 
And you enjoy all that then? You enjoy getting involved with the brands and helping them out with product and all that? You enjoy that side of it? Yes. Yeah, I really like it. It's it's so great, for example, with this lamp, I'm working working with LEDLenser. So when you're, when you're giving feedback, you're testing it, you're working on it, and then the product is ready and it's perfect. That's such a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool. And... It must be quite cool to see your feedback on certain products actually be put into production and, yeah. and see that making a difference. Is that cool to see? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And are, are you, do they ask you, I'm just curious, um, do they ask you to try out maybe more so with your, your the clothing brand there you're involved with, but do they ask you to try out lady specific clothing and things like that? Um they they give me the the clothing they have so they they are working on and then maybe new new uh, materials and stuff like that how they how they work how they feel or yeah 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 no that's cool because i don't know if you find this or or think like this but to me um there seems to be a wee bit less thought put into the ladies clothing um or less available now obviously there's less lady riders at this time than there is and as guys but do you think the companies are are definitely putting enough of effort into making the ladies riding clothing ranges good and you know nice and good fits and everything else do you think that's happening at the minute so i i just can talk about iron so Mm -hmm because I d- didn't wear other clothes for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they really, really, they put the same effort in the girls' stuff like in the in the men's stuff. And this is pretty cool. And mm. we, it's a huge range as well. So they have a lot of different things. And if I tell them, oh, please, I, I wish, uh, for example, a, a black shirt like that and then they really make it as well so that's that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah that's cool and do, do the likes of ion have ladies designing the ladies stuff yes yeah because yeah. that's so important yeah yeah no that's good to know um ion's a big brand too that and it's a, a good quality brand eh? yeah it is and they they they're coming from the from the surf sector and mm-hmm. this this is also really cool because they're putting a little bit this surfing style into it, and I really like this. So this beach mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really cool, and um, yeah, because you know, obviously you'll know better than me, but ladies need certain cuts and certain fits, and yeah. you know, just just having smaller fitting riding jerseys with a different color for ladies doesn't cut it anymore you know what i mean it's not good enough um yeah. so it's cool that they're actually putting a lot of thought and designing stuff specifically for the ladies yeah i must check that out yeah you should <laughs> yeah yeah well um for sure um now so that's a good segue because you you drove around germany how many miles did you do um i don't know in miles it's just in kilometers two thousand <laughs> two thousand kilometers okay now, let's chat about 
your Land Rover conversion because you did that trip in your Land Rover, yeah? Yeah, I, I have two Land Rovers now. Okay. So, and I did it in the newer one. Oh, you did it in the newer one. Okay. So what age is the older one? Um, It's from 1967. Wow, really? Okay. Is that the one you converted? Yes. Right. Classic. Um, that's amazing. Uh, so what made you want to, first of all, have you a name for her or him? Uh, Landy. <laughs> uh, classic. Um, <laughs> very good. And you designed, you done all that conversion, you designed it, you done all that. Did you do that as part of your bachelor thesis? Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. All right, cool. Because you done a, I've watched a video on it and stuff. You've done a few things on it. Um, was that the first time you'd done something like that? Um, yes. It was, ah, no, no, no. I, I, I built a van for a friend of mine before. That's, cool. Um, yeah, but it was one year before, and then I, I know, have known which material and stuff like this. And then mm. I did mine. <laughs> <laughs> so you used theirs as a test dummy, as the guinea pig for yeah. you on your own. <laughs> mine was more lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you see lots of, you know, a lot of guys now and girls and stuff do these van, you know, these box van conversions. Mm -hmm. But you never, ever really see anybody do them on with an old Land Rover. Um and to me, it would seem quite difficult to do with an old Land Rover, but yours seemed very smart. So, like, how long did it take you to design all those really cool hidden compartments and things like that? Um, it was, I think, in total, eight, 16 weeks. Oh, that's not very long. No, because I, I didn't have more time. It, because it was my bachelor thesis, I, it was just allowed to to have a special, yeah, just a, this time. <laughs> so you had to design it, you had to make the stuff, you had to have all that done in 16 weeks. Yes, and I, I asked them if I, yeah, usually you, sh you have to build a, a small, um, how do you say about it, um, like a model or something? A model, or? a small model. And I asked them if I can build it in, yeah, in big, in normal size. And um, <laughs> he, he, the guy told me, yeah, you can do it, but it's really hard in this time. And then I I drank a lot of coffee <laughs> in this time. <laughs> and I I worked until three or four in the morning. It was It was a crazy time. <laughs> Wow, and you filmed it as well at times, so fair play. <laughs> Did you have to film it as part of the, of the thesis, or was that just an extra? Um, I I asked them if I if I can do it as as my thesis. Yeah, all right, very cool, very cool. Um, so when you were designing it, I want to know: Did you design it thinking of? the mountain bike part of things like storing bikes and tools and parts and things did you think on it along that kind yes. of <laughs> that's, that's the short answer <laughs> it was um a mountain biking girl wants to travel with her land rover <laughs> yeah what does she need <laughs> yeah cool um 
so how did you what what comes first does the does the living arrangements come first the comfort or does bike storage and stuff like that come first what way did you go about it so the first thing was i want to have my bike inside when i travel by myself that was the the thing i really want want to have um because i'm yeah i'm really i'm afraid of getting it stolen and um then i when i'm sleeping in my car i want to have my my bike beside me that was the first thing and then yeah i planned it around That's always the way of it with mountain bikers and stuff and surfers, isn't it? It's either the mountain bike or the surfboard comes first, and then yeah. everything works around it. Very cool, very cool. Now, so you done you've done a bit of mechanicing and stuff in the past. You you grew up doing a bit of mechanicing, did you? Yes, I I was eight eight years old. My my uh, grandfather bought my brother and me an old beetle. Wow! And he told me. He, it, you can't start early enough driving and working on cars. And mm-hmm. then he put it on a on a yeah private ground, and um, then we drove up and down, up and down, up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we we worked on it, so changed the oil and stuff like that. He he taught us. And then my brother is now a car mechanic, and he brought me into this Land Rover thing with with the movie "The Gods Must Be Crazy." He watched it every day, and I was, yeah, the little sister. I have to watch it. Had to watch it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So you've you've got a new Land Rover now. Um, is that old as well, or is it pretty new? Or it's pretty new. It's from uh, 2014. All right. So okay. It's my. So it's the. Um, I don't know the name in in English. It's the car for every day. So the. the All right. Yeah. It's your kind of general commuter type thing. Yeah, and I I thought about hmm, what car should I buy, and it was just Defender. <laughs> Yeah, I think you would have to, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully you don't have to do too much work on it. Ah. <laughs> Are you it's converted? Still, it's still a Land Rover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, well, where I'm from, where I'm from Ireland. There's lots of Land Rovers in Ireland cause there's, because there's lots of farms. Um, so you see lots of Land Rovers knocking about. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But they're soaring fuel, eh? But yeah, it's not too bad when you're driving not too fast. Yeah, well, yeah. So when I you... just drive with 120 kilometers per hour and then just need 10, 10 liters of diesel. So it's not okay. <laughs> not, not too bad. No. Um, let's chat about your traveling then, Julia, because you've done some really cool cool travels uh, and and some cool videos and stuff like that i first want to chat to you about your bali adventure oh yeah (laughs) um i've been to indonesia twice nice 
yeah, but I've never biked there. I didn't even really think about biking there, to be honest. Um, so what it, took you to Indonesia? Um, it was iron. So they they always want to have um, a location where you can surf and mountain bike. And they they found this spot. And then we we went there and they have they have really long crazy trails there <laughs> so they have on a volcano a rim a long trail and they they uh, drive it with a uh, they ride it with a scooters so wow. with, and this is the reason they have these trails so this is crazy <laughs> yeah my the it's crazy. The scooter driving out there is unbelievable. It's like seven or eight people on a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> and they go off-road with them. <laughs> yeah. um, now, what time of year were you there? It was May. May. So that, well, that might have been quite a nice time to be there, but it was still hot, huh? It was hot and it was high uh, humidity. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think, 40 degrees. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was... How was biking in them conditions? Um, it was not too bad. But um, when we were up in the at the volcanoes, it was not too bad. But lower, it was... I was sweating. I, boy, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I watched the... I watched the film on that, Surfing Trails in Bali. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a cool, cool film. Like... How many people was involved in that? It uh, was one filmmaker and uh, four writers. Just one, f really? Just one yeah. filmmaker? Yeah. Wow, that's unreal. Uh, Sebastian Dark, he's really good. Yeah, that that's unreal. Because I was thinking three or four, maybe. No. Wow, that's cool. And so it was you... really tight, so we, we had, yeah. You had a really tight schedule. <laughs> yeah, so lots of riding and not lots of breaks and Yeah. So how did you get up to the volcanoes? Did you have to did you have to walk up there or take scooters up or did you get guys okay. to leave you up? Um the first part we took the car and then we hiked up. So it was a two step to the front and one to the back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I've hiked through the hills in Indonesia before, and um, it's not easy going. Like, no. So it, no. it was really it was a hard hard ten days, but it was fun. Yeah. Especially the the um, trail surfing or volcano surfing that was so good in the deep black sand. It was crazy. Yeah, that that looks real fun. Um, but real sketchy at times too, huh? Yeah. Um, so who was riding there with you? Who were the other three riders? It was um, Antoine Bizet, uh, uh, Rob Heron, and uh, Nick Pesquetto. Right, okay. So all top riders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. What do you... How does it feel being involved in something like that? Like, if you had to look back to before you started working in the bike store, like... How does it feel to be now doing stuff like that? It's still unreal. <laughs> it it feels it 
feels really good. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, and you know, to be able to travel is really nice as well. When you were in, did you did you visit Kuta when you were in Bali? Excuse me. Did you visit Kuta Kuta when you were in Bali? No. What what is this? It's it's like the touristy. It's right down in the seafront. It's the touristy area of Bali. You weren't there, no. Um, we were, we weren't, we weren't there. So we we were most of the time in the mountains. Aye, that's good. Well, that'd been better to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see any other bikers when you were out there? No, just us. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I know there is a bit of a scene there in Indonesia because I have, there's a group of Indonesian riders follow me on Instagram, follow mm-hmm. the podcast on Instagram. Um, the trails look very good and them guys are good too. They're good riders. Um, but it's interesting you didn't see anybody, but then it's such a big, you know, there's so the landscape's so large there that... Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So and it, it was in 2015, so it's it's a long time ago. Oh, really? Was that when that was? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, so mm-hmm, the scene's probably got a bit better since then, I would think. I think, and I would love to go back and, and see what what's what's going up there now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It would be, you know... From the surf side of things, they've got world-class surf there. Um, that's why I was there. I was there surfing. Um, and they've got really good bike trails. It would be actually a, not a bad spot to spend a good bit of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, you, you also were biking in Morocco? Yes, uh, twice. The, oh, twice. Okay. Was That yeah. was the Atlas Mountains, was it? Yeah, it was. All right, cool. I've drove through there. I've never, I didn't stop or anything there. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty cool landscape. How did you find that trip? It wide. It was it was really good. It it's um, there's a company there. It's Atlas Mountains, and they ask us to come. Oh really? Okay, so this yeah. is like a guiding company. Yeah, that's a guiding company. All right. And okay. Um, they started um, with just normal biking there, so just yeah for tourists um, on gravel roads, and then they they found these donkey tracks and um, asked us if we want to do a story there for magazines about the enduro riding there. Hmm. That was really cool. I've been there with uh, Daniel Schäfer and. Carlos Blanchard, the photographer, mm-hmm. um, and they were well, Carlos. They, he made really good pictures about it. About the trip. Yeah, yeah it looks and see, and it, it's really nice. Um, how did you find? How did you find the people and stuff there? They they are really really nice. So. At the beginning, I thought, wow, so all the people, they told me, oh, you're a blonde girl, you shouldn't go to Morocco, that's dangerous, (laughs) and it wasn't. They So, I wore long socks and uh, knee pads, and so long sleeves, because just, yeah, of the people there, it's, it's better, and it was so good, they were so nice and friendly, and we really often 
been invited for some food and it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I found it very cool there, to be honest. I found it really nice there. And the, the tracks, they are amazing. Really good, yeah? Yeah, technical and rocky, loose. <laughs> yeah, cool. And what way did you do it? Did you go from one area to the next, or were you based in a central place and you would come back there every day? How, how did it kind of work? And uh, no, we did um, from one area to the next. So we had every day a different accommodation. Wow, that's cool, eh? Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you, so you were coming from Germany to there and stuff, so how about taking gear and parts, because I'm sure bike parts and things aren't that accessible there, like, did you have to take a lot of spare parts with you and things? Yes, I always, I always have a a little bag full of all the stuff. (laughs) Derailers and things like that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I, I don't unpack them, they are always in my bike bag. And I, I leave it in there, and then I just pack my bike to it. It's always a little bit too heavy, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Now, you've been you've been around quite a lot. You've done a lot more. What's, what's your favorite place you've visited? Because I know you've done BC and things like that, and um, the US of A and things. So where's your favorite place you've been? Oh, I bet this is one of the hardest questions because every single country is is amazing is really is perfect i think uh, i i did a i did a trip to scotland last year and i i love i love the riding in scotland wow really okay well that's just across the water from us that's very close to where i'm i'm from yeah yeah, so the the trails would be very similar. Um, what did you like so much about it? Um, it's I don't know. It's it's a lot of so where I've been, it's technical. It's a little bit slippery. It's wet. It's playful. It's a lot of tight tight stuff, and I really like it. If you have to ride technical, and I'm I'm not really let's say um, open up the brakes and close your eyes and just hope you you can make it so fast it's not mine i like it just technical and a little bit yeah playful that's that's what i love to ride and i think that's yeah in scotland yeah certainly and was it dry there was it wet how did you get the weather it was wet it was <laughs> <open>. <laughs> That's it. That's what you have to deal with. Um, but and you would be. But is it like that in Germany then in the winter? Though it'd be cold as well. Huh? It's it's cold. It's too cold for me. That's the reason I'm um not this winter, but the last eight winters I'm at the Canary Islands, and this is another area I really love. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be getting very popular too in that area. Yeah, La Palma. It's yeah, it's like like my second home. Right, right, really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, you see, most of us would go there for, a, you know, a summer holiday, like a lie-on-the-beach kind of holiday. Um, you don't really think of it for mountain biking and things. At, um, at La Palma? Yeah. It's the, it's the best. It's really good riding there. It's They don't have a lot of beaches. They have just three. 
-hmm. And it's more for hikers and now also for mountain bikers. Yeah, wow. Isn't it crazy how the how the bike industry is just going everywhere, you know, and it's changing it's changing certain small economies and small towns and things just with the amount of visitors going there. Like, are you finding yourself getting welcomed with open arms to all these different places you go to? Mm, not to er every places. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah. Um, oh. They are where, where they... Where they, where they don't have a lot of mountain bikers, they are really welcome. So they really like them. But if, if it's two touristic places, um, it's it's often so often like that that they don't like mountain bike or not often, but sometimes that they don't like mountain bikers. <laughs> Some of yeah. them. Yeah. Is that uh, do you think is that because there's so many going there or is it because they're noisy? Um and you know they do wheelies down roads and things is that <laughs> why do you think that is um i think it's it's often like that that the, some of them are too rowdy <laughs> mm -hmm. and um yeah i think it's too much for some of them yeah yeah i can understand it you know if you had a nice if you grew up in an area that was nice and small and quaint and then all of a sudden you know over a number of you know years that this mountain bike community finds it and lands on it and you know you have bars opening up you have guys going out and never yeah. off bikes and shouting and loud music and i can understand that um and sometimes they are not um they are not not nice for hikers for example so when i'm when i'm on the mountains with the with a group i always tell them if you see a hiker, say hi to them, be nice. And the best is sit down on your bike and roll really, really slow. Then you are not in this aggressive position. And um, yeah, they they realize you you see them, you ha you know how to ride your bike, and you are not dangerous for them. Yeah, because I'm sure it's quite intimidating if you see four or five bikers coming down a trail and you're yeah. walking up you know and you could have a dog with you you could have elderly parents or you could have kids or anything yeah. like that so yeah. you know that's really good advice but it's yeah. just in places where is a lot of yeah tourism tourism mm -hmm. yeah okay <laughs> um so let's chat a little bit about your bike camps julie because you're involved with lots of them um how did this all come about, the, the guiding and programs you do and stuff like that? Um, this is, yeah, it started early. Um, so <laughs> I, when I, before I, I rode mountain bikes, I rode bikes and I taught, uh, I, I rode horses and I was a teacher for horse riding stuff. And okay. I was really good in explaining stuff and it was the same with um at the mountain bike I, I was really good in explaining how to ride a mountain bike and it started really early i think it was the first or second yeah the second year of mountain bike riding for me i started with with skills training because i was good in teaching that's crazy you're mountain biking for two years and you're already teaching people how to yeah. do certain skills. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, that's that's a really quick learning curve for you. 
but I, I did a lot for it. So I, I came back from my work at this time and then I jumped on the bike and I just tried to jump um, off and on the, the walking path. And yeah, I did not just riding, I just tried to get a balance, tried to break, tried to ride break uh, curves at the flat ground, just, I just did it. Yeah, yeah, so you were dedicated. You were, you were super dedicated to doing it then. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so tell us a little bit about the, the camps, your, your, the, the bike women camp and things like that. So what do you do at the camps and is it mostly girls you teach or what way does um, it work? Not anymore. I did a lot of girls camps. And um, then the guys asked me, ah, oh, you always do girls camps. We, all, we also want to do a camp with you. And, uh, since two years now, I start uh, starting to do mixed camps. Mm-hmm. But cool. uh, last, last year I did one girls camp. And um, yeah, now they are mixed people. <laughs> yeah. All right. And who are these organized by? Are they ju- are they all separate organizations? Is it your brands that organize them? Um, How do they get set up? Some of them are organized by the brands um, or by magazines. The bike women's camp, for example, is organized by the bike magazine um, or hotels. I'm working close with hotels. All right. Okay. Very cool. Um and you do guiding as well and, and stuff like that around certain areas, do you? Yes. Um, in Morocco, for example, last year, or in at La Palma, I do guiding. All right. Wow. So your calendar is very full. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the reason I'm yeah, not really often at home. <laughs> <laughs> do you enjoy the do you enjoy the guiding and the camps and things like that? You enjoy that side of it? Yes, yes, it's really good to to yeah see the people smiling when when they're getting better and better and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I know we have a friend of the podcast, Nathan McComb, and he runs a guiding company. Well, he owns it, out at Magala, um, Malaga Enduro, you call mm-hmm. it, out in Malaga, and um, he's he's just booked solid now. Wow. Um, but he he's an amazing rider like he's he's crazy he's kind of like a danny daniel mccaskill you know he does all the tricks and all the trial wow. stuff and yeah um and he loves it out there like i don't think he'll ever be home full time now to be honest um so it's really cool it's great to to see you're enjoying yourself and that mountain biking's treating you well um so have you anything planned for the future anything new you can tell us about yeah it's yeah most mostly doing stuff like that continuing doing stuff like that so i have some projects with um with my sponsors for example in the in this year and also some some new adventures coming up okay cool and are those travel kind of travel plans are you going anywhere nice that you can tell us about or um so the next is la palma again so they're coming friends in February and um, I really don't like snow. <laughs> I, I have to leave this cold Germany. 
Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Like it's it's hard riding when it's cold. It's a different it's a different thing altogether, isn't it? It it is it is so, and I I really need uh, thicker gloves for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. <laughs> yeah, well, if you find some, let me know because I struggle with that too. Okay, maybe some <laughs> heater in it. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, certainly would be. Certainly would be. Um, so before I let you go there, Julia, how can people best follow you or find out what you're what you're up to and where you're taking camps and stuff like that? So I will have my camps on my website within the next weeks. <laughs> okay. And um, yeah, to follow me is the best. Maybe at Instagram, there I yeah post I try to do it regularly what uh, sorry you're okay (laughs) yeah yeah you try to do it quite regularly there and get them up yeah yeah so when I'm not too busy with riding bikes and I have to take my phone out (laughs) (laughs) and take some pictures or my camera at Instagram or at Facebook also yeah okay well listen it sounds like you're having an amazing lifestyle there um i don't think as a young eight-year-old driving that beetle up and down up and down the field or whatever that you would ever have thought you would have been doing this kind of thing but it's very exciting huh? yeah <laughs> if there's if there's any young ladies out there wanting to get involved in something like this or doing something similar to what you're doing what advice would you give them just do it <laughs> Yeah, just take the opportunities and go, huh? Yeah, just follow follow your heart <laughs> and do it. Yeah, yeah, but you seem to work very, very, you know, you, you work a lot at what you're passionate about and what you enjoy, and you seem to put a lot of effort into it and things like that. So it does take hard work, huh? Um, yeah, it, it is. If, if you want to say it like that, it is work, yeah. And I, when you love the work you do, then then you can work the whole day and the whole night and for a long, long time. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I do. I just do what I love and make, yeah, make my ideas reality. And I think if you are passionate for something, then you, yeah, you just can be good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, listen, Julie, you, you seem to have a lot plan for the future uh, i'll definitely be keeping an eye on what you're up to and uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with with us it's been amazing thank you it was great that's a wrap for 124 folks thanks so much for listening to the podcast and julia thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and i hope everything goes so well for you over the 2020 season I'm sure it will your calendar is full there so I hope everything goes to plan and you keep enjoying the ride now folks if you want to know a little bit more about Julia check out some of her videos check out her links her social links things like that just simply go to the show notes at mtb-tribe.com you'll find all the information there and you'll be able to read up a little bit more about what Julia and myself chatted about Now, if you want to help support the show, the best way of doing that is simply by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts. 
Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people, hopefully getting them off sofas and onto saddles. Now, if you're not on Apple, don't worry. You can find and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show from there. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to the show. Now, if you do subscribe, please make sure and check your spam box because you have to confirm your subscription by simply clicking yes. Um, But I'm finding that a lot of those emails are falling into the spam boxes, so please check there if you do not receive an email. You can also get involved, obviously, on the old social media platforms. We are at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. And please share posts there, get the word out to friends. Word of mouth is the best way to promote the show and get more people listening to the podcast. Hopefully get them more involved and interested in the Irish mountain biking market. And, of course, get them off the sofa and onto the saddle. Thanks so much for being here this week, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. I have another great show planned for you next week. So until that time, as always, get out on the bikes, hit the trails, and stay MTB stoked.